We don't often take the time to look at how far we've come and that the people in our lives often have similar experiences. So when it comes to solving problems, we don't usually ask for help. But in this spark, we are discussing what it can be like, especially in an industry full of men. That conversations do happen way less and less than they should. But by now, we all know, including me, men are terrible when sharing their struggles mentally. So in an excellent and refreshing open way, listen to Harry and Harvey talk about what it's been like for them, the highs and the lows. They aren't related by blood, but they are connected by a passion. Passion that if you're listening to this podcast, you most definitely have. Finding happiness in that that's more important. The goal can be whatever, but as long as you're happy and enjoying it. And in terms of mental health, I mean, if you you guys are open to speak about it, how has your journey been with that through your career and outside of it as well? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mentioned, you know, I said I've enjoyed almost every minute of it. The, the, the bits that have been challenging, I mean, I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you the story because it was the first job I had that was related to manufacturing. And so I'd been asked to come out of an engineering role because they wanted to change the culture. They wanted to make it a bit more thoughtful, a bit more planful because manufacturing was very reactive. You know, what they describe as a typical firefighting culture. And that's what all the sort of manufacturing people knew. And they, they knew they knew it needed to change. So I'd had some success in 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 a in the roles I'd done before that. And they said, well, would you take on the sort of production control role for all the parts we sell to Land Rover? I was at the Swindon factory that made all the press metal parts at the time. Mm. Just at the point we were coming up to launch the second generation Range Rover. And it's so long ago, I don't think I'm it's it I, i'm not telling tales out of school but it wasn't the best planned new product because land rover hadn't done a new car since the last range rover 25 years before um really they t- tinkered around improving the defender and the existing range rover and the discovery was just a range rover with a new suit on really um and so it wasn't the best engineered car to launch into production, but they were still launching into production. So we, you know, there were so many problems I could not keep up. And because it was a new discipline for me, um, I didn't know what to do either. You know, so I was getting getting phone call, phone calls in the middle of the night from guys at the Land Rover factory g- complaining about missing parts or quality problems. I'm going... I don't know what to do. And it's the middle of the night. I'm not in the back, you know, and that was the most I that I literally I reckon I was probably two weeks away from a mental breakdown at that point Mm -hmm. because it wasn't easy in those days to say I can't cope or it didn't feel like it was. Yeah. Fortunately, my boss and the MD of our bit of Rover were a bit more aware of that than I was and said this team needs some help you know they they accepted that I was struggling and assigned me a mentor yeah lovely guy called Rob Barrett he was I mean YouTube video do you know the you know the bit the scene in the film where the main character isn't moving and everything's going by at high speed behind them you know, can you imagine that sort of scene in a film? John John Wick sort of thing. Yeah, I I don't know. I've never watched the John Wick film, so I don't know is the honest answer. But you, you've got the idea. Anyway. Ron was that guy. However chaotic was around him, he was there. He was calm. He was in control. 
And he just taught me to step back from the noise of the day. And say, you cannot solve all of those problems. However much the Land Rover guys are screaming at you, you are not going to get all those parts done today. So stop trying to do that because it's not helping. Mm. Take that time to just think, what can, why have you been brought into this role to get away from that culture? So, so spend your time going, what's one little thing I can do today that will make it better? You know, because what's the, what's the story, isn't it? If, if you're in a hole, the first thing is to stop digging. Yeah. yeah. And that was my big, big learning is if I get into a hole, stop digging, step back. And I guess the question I ask myself subconsciously is what would Ron do here even now? You know, because he was that inspirational character. Um, but yeah, it, it, it broke me. And, and the learning from that is admit it to yourself and to other people early. Because it is a high, you know, it's not, I can't, can't you know, production car making's got its own, it's very different from the stress of F1. Um, but I suspect it's, it's just, it's still as stressful. It's just different. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a getting, you know, stopping a production line is an expensive, messy business, whatever you do. You know, if you think one car every 64 seconds at 30 to 100,000 quid a pop, it's a lot of money to, to lose if a production line stopped. So it makes it stressy. No, definitely. I mean, Harry, speaking up on the F1 to the to the mainstream car manufacturers, how has that differed and how has your experience been with it? Yeah, so I think the F1 side definitely had a lot of high intensity, high stress periods. And I relate to a lot of what Harvey was saying in that sense so I think you're right there are a lot of similarities between the industries in terms of feeling like you have to keep going um, and uh, some of the difficulties in dealing with the pressures around that um, I think my experience of moving to the car industry comes back to the culture question you're asking towards the start mm. i think the culture of being very people focused helps uh quite a lot with um ease, easing some of that pressure and allowing you allowing you to make more mistakes in a constructive way um giving you slightly more time and space to be able to get things wrong to get them right next time or to find your own way of doing things. Um, in motorsport, I found um, the you had to have the answer yesterday. And when okay. you have to have the answer yesterday, you have to get it right first time because you're already a day late. Um, and that, I struggled quite a lot with that intensity and that kind of, um pressure when i was in motorsport it can lead to some incredible highs um again i was quite lucky but um yeah it can also be quite difficult to deal with on a daily basis yeah i mean thank you guys for thank you guys for sharing experiences i mean i can't speak from a car point of view but i can certainly speak from thank you 
for listening to this vlog. If you have enjoyed this clip, there's much more in the episodes in the show notes below. But it is great to hear that Harvey and Harry weren't afraid to talk so openly about their vulnerability. And at times, when they were struggling, they asked for help. This is the same whether you're dealing with work problems or not work problems. And some people will listen. I know this having been in therapy myself and being brave enough to talk to my friends as well about suffering with my happiness. And most of the time realising that I was putting the pressure myself and no one else. So don't be afraid to talk about your struggles. Just make sure that the people you do confide in that you trust and know that they are there to support you. That said, I'm Harry and this is the Ignition Podcast. Thank you so much for listening.